0: Welcome to Sitcom Geeks I'm Dave Cohen and I'm James Carey and this is episode two hundred and nineteen of the sitcom geeks. So here we go. And today we are going to be looking forward, I suppose. Uh, we're going to talk about planning your comedy calendar. We're, we're in, I suppose, we're in a new financial year. I suppose we could say, um, James, aren't we now? We're uh, so well, we're look- well, we're well into it now.
1: But if you do owe yeah. your VAT quarterly, it always feels like you owe your accountant something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Uh, every, every Everything is a new beginning, isn't it, yes. really? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the uh, the liturgical calendar, for those Anglicans who are interested, <laughs> technically begins with Advent. The first Sunday in Advent is the beginning of the liturgical calendar. So okay. uh, there, there we go. That's a fact that you didn't need to know,
0: but there well, it is. Well, that means we're halfway through the year then, I guess. Yeah. 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 And the yeah. Jewish calendar starts around about September, usually. So we're... Okay. Uh, we're kind of more than halfway through there um but we're going to start we'll we'll start with um what you should be doing all the time we've got Mm. there are the three things you should be doing all the time and then we're going to get a little bit more specific um um, dates for your diary Mm. um but i thought and there may be more actually but this was just my my thinking that, that three things that you are always doing regardless of what's uh, around and what what's uh, the kind of thing you want to write so you're always writing to become a better writer i think that's number one uh, uh, of everything really would you agree with that james yeah yeah i agree with all three of yours but i'm going to add some of my own so carry okay. on okay yep. so writing to get better just always be working on stuff always uh we've we've talked about um this idea of writing every day whether whether or not you manage to do it is by the by but but not necessarily writing your magnum opus every day but just writing thoughts and you know maybe writing about what you're struggling with writing with just to, so you so you've got a habit, really. Writing mm. habit, I think, is, yeah. a, is a good thing. Uh, yeah, to or develop. just try
1: a different form of writing. I've thought to myself, so I'm a, I'm a little bit in the murder mystery space, and I was thinking how much I like reading them. But actually, if I wanted to write a proper murder mystery novel, having sort of failed to manage that before, there's a very good... Um, heritage of murder mystery short stories so Agatha Christie wrote them and GK Chesterton wrote them obviously those are the original father brown stories and stuff and just thinking actually I could probably just sit down and have a real think about a murder mystery short story that feels like an achievable thing that has almost no financial value whatsoever but would be writing to get better that would fit under the first category and you know that would be as much for my benefit as anybody else maybe I could try out a character Maybe I could try out an interesting format or I could just write short stories generally um, Mm. because that is a good thing to do. Obviously, people tend not to do it because there is absolutely no commercial value to short stories these days as a rule. Unless your name is J.K. Rowling and you decided to write a book of 12 short stories, uh, you're not making any money out of those short stories, I think. Is that fair to say? You know the novel scene more than I do, Dave. Is that
0: fair? I think so, yeah. I I think in self-publishing, there's more of a kind of... um... There's a sort of uh, culture of publishing, um, publishing for the sake of it, which does kind of lower the quality a bit, I would say. But there are people who bring out something that's 40,000 words, which could be like five stories, say, just so that they've got something in the interim between their novels yeah. um so um but that's that's very much if you are in that self-publishing world i think the the equivalent of short stories for for, for comedy writers is uh, sketches and yeah. um it is actually now there are more shows that are doing sketches there's going to be a radio show in the next year or so that that will be a sketch show, at Hmm. least one, and there may be two. And plus there's the DMs are open, is the uh, open door show that the BBC has in-house at the moment, and Hmm. they take sketches. And sketches are, they are like little... That mini, uh, a sketch is a mini sitcom really it's a two mm. two minute sitcom and again we've we've talked about this a lot I don't want to go into the minutiae of it but certainly you get to write a story that's got a beginning a middle and an end and the character who's on a quest and mm. fails on the quest and there's a twist and a punchline and you're out and that, that's, yeah. that's basically it that's your two minute sketch and mm. it's a it's great for just keeping your hand in getting better with uh, getting straight to the point with what's what is it about your character what Mm. do they want and what what's stopping them what is it about them that's stopping them getting what they want Mm. and write some jokes in there yeah yeah that's kind of it really so i think that that and it's just good to do that as an exercise just good to come up with lots of ideas for sketches yeah. um and i think i don't know i think dm's Are open has just started broadcasting they they got the sketches and things in advance i think but um it'd be interesting to see how what the reaction is to that first series but i i am picking up a lot of uh positive thoughts about it and i know they're getting a lot of uh people writing in so it's definitely worth getting better at sketch writing
1: yeah yeah and also there is now much more sketch on social media on um on you know i've seen little two minute videos on twitter we spoke to fergus craig about this and mm. there's this other guy johnny stage door or something who writes funny two-handers where he's both hands as it were a lot of them are about the english language and that kind of thing yeah you could do a lot worse than write stuff like that or even yeah. write one in that style and send it to them and go "Here
0: you go you yeah. know any any good and you just never know yeah. And not mm. only that, these people are, they definitely last year when I was in Edinburgh, they, they were the stars, I think, you know, move over stand up. These yeah. people who make these online sketches, Alistair Beckett, King, Matt Green, Rosie Holt. Um, mm. And they just do two minute sketches. And similarly with Alistair and, and Matt, they're basically, they play two characters. And they don't really put a lot of effort in. With Matt, it's like a red tie or a, a blue tie, mm, <laughs> and yeah. Alistair, who's striking long ginger hair anyway, and and, and beard, mm. so just just like a different shirt maybe, or mm. or maybe he'll have his hair up in a bun to be the different character. So you know, it's not so not a difficult thing to do. Two people, Um ske- sketches about odd couples, and um yeah. you know that that's definitely and. Um, Some of the best sitcoms, some of our favourite sitcoms are about odd couples. And I'm not going to mention, I'll say The Likely Lads now. Well done. Just in case you were expecting me to say Steptoe and Son. uh, There we go. uh, Oh, there it is. There it is. So that's writing to get better.
1: And in a way, although we've sort of slightly jumped the gun onto the next one, it's just trying a format that you maybe think isn't for you, but just try it out or a format that you want to get better at, so you just decide, right, for the next three months, I'm just going to really focus on this to improve your skills so that you are ready for the next stage, which is might be happening simultaneously, writing to submit. What do you mean by that, Dave?
0: Yeah, well, first, first of all, yes, that's, I mean, that's like what we just were talking about there was slightly about writing on spec, you know, I'll write some sketches mm. and, oh, if they happen to be like something that these people like, I'll try and get in touch with them and get them to do it. But there are these shows, these open-door shows. So you've now got DM's are open, which are sketches. You've got Breaking the News and The Skewer, which are both radio topical radio comedy shows. Very, very different types, styles of writing. But we know when they're on, roughly. I mean, Breaking the News is on 30 weeks a year. Um, They're very clear. They're very tight version of one-line jokes that are needed. And if you can, uh, say... So, that like a series of breaking the news runs for 10 weeks and so you don't necessarily want to be writing for the full 10 weeks but if you could uh, map out like a six-week period where you think right I'm going to keep these times which is usually from Tuesday afternoon till Thursday morning it's, a, it's the window for when you get to write jokes if I can find time in that period for six weeks and I'm just going to I'm not my aim isn't To get a joke on there, but that oh, if I get that, that's a bonus. That's fantastic. But the aim is, and again, coming back to what I was saying about writing every day, is is the habit. If you can get into the weekly habit of writing these jokes, Mm -hmm. and uh, we were just talking just before the start, weren't we, about the process uh, of writing, and getting into the habit is as almost as important as the writing itself because. You know, you can just write a lot of jokes for a show like Breaking the News, and then you don't get any on in week one. And you Mm. can just say, oh, they don't like my jokes. Well, work at it. And then week two, you write some more. And uh, we do a lot. I would work a lot with uh, Dan Swearit, who... um, Mm -hmm as a, a sitcom geeker and uh, Ellie Hayward, two sitcom geekers who have become very successful at writing jokes for breaking the news. And we have got a lot of credits for people, uh, mainly a lot of the time just through really pushing people. They'll write week one and they don't get anything on and week two. And we just say, keep going, keep going. And a lot of people get their credits in the fifth week or the sixth week. And it is, it's just turning up. And if you turn mm. up every week, um, But it it is worth planning it in advance and thinking, right, I've got this six week period. I'm going to try this rather than kind of being a little bit random about it, thinking, oh, there's a new series of breaking the news. Let's send a load of stuff to episode one, which always happens with the show. And they get they get double the amount of material for series for episode one than they do for episode two, because a lot of people, they just they'll try it for one week and go, oh, I didn't get anything on. Therefore, I'm not going to try anymore yeah so I mean you, if
1: you've only yeah. if you've only, if you've got really limited time then listen for the first two weeks and then start writing for weeks three four and five or six yeah. um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people have sort of given up by then yeah. so yeah Woody Allen says eighty percent of success is showing up now I know You know, I think that's terribly controversial advice, given that Woody Allen is obviously now. Oh, yeah. He's now a controversial figure. Of course, he was no uh, he wasn't controversial at all um, uh, until recently. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not Uh, so. So, yeah, it's just that kind of perseverance thing. And it may be that you listen to some of these shows if you just have a listen to it and you think, you know, well, I could have done that. Yeah, but you you didn't know, did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the only way that you could actually do that is to do that, uh, rather than just say, well, you know, this is ridiculous. Why don't why don't why don't people like me get a break on it? Well, do the things you need to do
0: to get your break on that show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it is once um, once you do get into the habit as well, it's good because it takes the emotional uh, stress out of it. Because if you're not if you are actually saying able to convince yourself i'm doing this to get into the habit mm. rather than i'm doing this to get a credit which of course yeah. you are doing but it, it it doesn't matter if you don't get a credit because if you just if you do get that habit and i do find this when i run courses for writing scripts as well is yeah. that the um the ability to get to the end is yeah. a real skill that's often the people who aren't quite as talented yeah, get better as they go along, whereas um, the people who are sort of fantastic to begin with, and then they get they get kind of embroiled in whether this plot should go in this direction or whether this should go there. Just write the script and finish it, and then worry about it. Yeah, and um, that's you know obviously not to show somebody. Um, you know as a finished product but just to get the thing actually finished Um, and one line jokes are a really good way of doing that especially breaking the news breaking the news you only have to write about five words because the setup um, and the complication of uh, are, are already there they're the news and it's literally the last five or six words. It's like a kind of news item on the news, except the last five or six words are a joke. So yeah. that's really the the most work you have to do is those extra words. So um, it's 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 worth it's worth giving it a go. I think, and not worrying too much about. Oh well, I'm not that interested in the news because as long as you've got a point of view, um, and You can be weird or wacky or surreal or visual or whatever. So I I, I really recommend that you give that a go. So that's number two. So writing to get better, writing to submit. Uh, So both of those about getting into the habit. And then the third one, which uh, all you uh, nerdy, introverted writers will throw your hands up in horror. Network. Yep. Mm. That's uh, get out there and say, hi, I'm Dave Cohen and I'm a comedy writer. Uh, I, I so, even... so, hey, and
1: here's, here's the answer, Dave, that you trained yourself to say. So, Dave, uh, what are you up to at the
0: moment? Uh, I have, thank you for asking, James. Mm. I have numerous projects in various stages of development. There we go. Uh, yeah. That's not a lie. And it's it sounds lie, OK. But... Yeah. And I do remember being told to say that by someone. And mm. the first time that I said it, I thought, I will be found out. The person who hears me say it will laugh at that. Mm. And they didn't. And I thought, they took me seriously. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, actually, as you said, I do have numerous projects in various stages of development. You don't need to know that most of them, the stage of development they're at is nowhere getting nowhere at all or yeah. not having got anywhere for the last five years or haven't had anything ever yeah. made ever in my whole life you just know oh right okay you're right that's that's what but, writers do yeah have uh, projects in states of development um, and frankly your
1: your slate as it were which you're thinking none of this is going anywhere and hasn't for ages That's also true of the person you're talking to, unless their name is Jesse Armstrong. (laughs) You know what I mean? Unless they're like a handful of guys who are absolutely killing it out there. You know, there are some brilliant uh, writers uh, doing stuff, but that's not many. And Mm. so that is not the conversation you're going to be having anyway. So you've never heard of them. They've never heard of you. Uh, It's hard out there. So, just have the grown up conversation, so i don 't think you yeah. need to be self conscious about it this isn 't a fake it till you make it because even when you 're making it you 're faking it yeah. uh, so um, so d- this is just the language of, of you know of conversation, and these are all projects in various stages of development yeah. until it 's actually on it's
0: it 's in development yeah and I thought well one of the most interesting are many interesting things uh, that I saw at the uh, bcg conference last month was the uh person i can't remember her name but she was from uh, merman uh, the mm. company merman which is uh, sharon Horgan's company and first a sharon Horgan often gets stuff turned down um so wow well, you know yeah um, so even she gets uh, that but also the the thing that really i i should have known it i probably did know it, but i'd never really thought about it. the way they talked about the stuff that they they back and they mm. get sent loads and loads and loads of stuff so when they back something they're really pushing on your behalf and they get yeah. and they they're as sick as you are when it doesn't get made And i just thought, yeah. oh i hadn't really thought of that but yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have actually, out of all the projects that are out there, they have chosen mine to try and make. And, you know, they could have chosen 10 or 15 other ones. Yeah. And it didn't get past whatever stage. So it really is worth talking to these people, yeah. much as just, you find it painful being yeah. such an introvert.
1: Yes, that's right. But Just <laughs> a caveat, though. I know you're being generous to those who work in commissioning and development and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, the the key difference, of course, is they're offering five things. If one gets bought, three gets bought or no get bought, they still get paid. Um, they still get a salary. So we're not, it's, it, it is worse for us and I'm not going to say that it isn't. But yeah. equally, you know, we're not pretending that it's It's not, the us versus them approach is not terribly helpful. But, mm. um, but yeah, so this is, this is the reality of, of the thing. So networking and being out there, having an actual conversation with a person is brilliant. And therefore look for opportunities to do that, and actually, there's one or two uh, things where you can do that, which we will get to in a little while. But Dave's had his three, and I've got three other ones okay. as well. How about that? Three more Ooh. things. All right. You should be now. doing all the time, and they're completely uh, in a different category. The first one is reading, the second one yeah. is listening, <laughs> and the third one is living. So. Essentially, the headline for this is, for heaven's sake, have something to write about. Because otherwise, all you're doing is trying to be a writer rather than having something to write about. And even if you're writing genre, you know, heavy, very, very um, basic, you know, pulp fiction, you know, murder mystery, for example. You have to bring your gifts, skills, abilities, insights, passions to that so that you're not just writing something that if you said to chatbot gbt gpt you know write an agatha christie short story um it has to be better than that it has to have something that that agatha christie couldn't have done so and i think you only really get that by reading reading books reading non-fiction and fiction and um you know read stuff that's slightly outside what you would normally read um i should probably read some literary fiction at some point um but that's that's always a bit of a stretch for me um but you know listening as well so listening to podcasts uh, and audiobooks but podcasts that again don't necessarily line up particularly with your uh, interests obviously you know echo chambers are great fun um but you might want to just uh, put your put put the glass against the door of the echo chamber and see if you can hear what's on the other side uh, and find out what's going on uh, in there and in a way you can incarnate all of those things by living by doing things that you wouldn't normally do Um there was a, a conference recently a trade conference that I probably would have gone to if one or two things had been different in my own life but I just thought I'd be willing to go to that trade conference because I'm pretty sure there's some kind of sitcom in that and I'd love to know what kinds of things they're talking about so you know, it's tax deductible, Uh, buy the ticket, go along. It might be a hundred quid, it might be 500 quid, but actually you will just, that 500 quid might be the best 500 quid you've ever spent in your life. Um, So it is just worth thinking about it, especially if you're really interested in it anyway, make sure you have conversations with people and you just never know what might happen. So, um, but what won't happen is if you stay at home and do what you've done every day, uh then then that serendipity isn't isn't going to be happening anywhere near you uh, at any point. So that's why I would say my three much more briefly are reading, listening and living yep. so that
0: you have something to write about. Yep. Uh I'll main to all of all three of those. And in Great. fact I, I would say um some, something that I've started doing recently. Um, now that it's nice weather. I go for my morning walks and now on my morning walk I stop for at least five minutes and just l- listen to the birds in the trees. I've never done that before. Um, and it's amazing because uh, apart from the days that the uh, the planes drown them out, which is, uh, I think, mm. two days out of every, every six, yeah. um, the Heathrow flight pla goes yeah. over our house. But um it's to just it's really hard it's really hard to not think about anything else but just just listen but once you get into it it's um and again i i have no knowledge of uh, bird watching or any of those things mm. but i'm i'm starting to recognize different uh different bird uh, sounds and it's becoming a more familiar thing to me and that uh, that that thing about listening it is such a, an amazing thing because we really and you know yes listening to podcasts listening to shows on the radio but just kind yeah. of being present somewhere and listening yeah. to I mean you know eavesdropping on conversations the writers have always yeah, done yeah that, or you know <laughs> listen to your uncle
1: listen to your great-aunt You know, your great aunt may have, you know, your great uncle may have done national service. What was that like? Where were you stationed? What did you do? Um, They may have worked in an orphanage. They may have. um, I discovered something about my dad the other day about how he took a foreign trip um, in his teens. I had no idea about And I'm just trying to imagine my dad in that situation, Mm. in that place. And just suddenly a whole load of things kind of came about, which I just thought, oh, wow, that's a fascinating world. Mm. So I just think. You know, listening to people's stories, uh, yeah. I think, is really good, especially maybe stories of people that are just in your life already, but have just never mm. really talked about something before or are interested. Yeah. Um, to, I yeah. didn't
0: know for the first 40 odd years of my life, because mm-hmm. he never talked about it, that my, my dad had been in a bomb disposal bluestone Four two um, wow i i he'd never he'd never mentioned that so he i knew he'd fought in world war Two, and i knew he'd been in italy um towards the end of the war but it wasn't till after my mum died actually and i was in my 40s and he started to uh, late 30s 40s he, he 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 kind of opened up a bit more about it really and wow uh, yeah yeah so I fascinating mean, that's, that, that's by the by but i mean i do think well is, no but it uh, yeah. but this is the like i can't believe we're
1: having this conversation and this is now kind of interesting yeah so yeah. I, so these are all things that you may then decide that's um uh that's not i don't i don't want to write a sitcom about that or, mm. you know because partly because i've written one already um <laughs> But it just means that if you do need a character in the future, you just go, oh, yes, in fact, I remember somebody about, you know, because also people don't talk about the war in Italy very much. That's a much mm. overlooked part of World War Two as well. Um, so there's just, yeah, curiosity, yes. listening, yeah. reading. And I
0: can't recommend reading out of one's genre enough. I, I ne- it never crossed my mind until I started writing novels to read books in other genres. And I've, been, I've come across writers who I would have dismissed... Just, just in a moment, really, and, and I've kind of gotten to their books and mm-hmm. thought, oh my gosh, you know, romantic comedy, those sort of those, uh, books that you see with it, you know, the, the, the pictures, identikit pictures. There's a, mm. there's a woman and a man on the front, like a sort of cartoon, and there's like two wine glasses or uh, a pair of high heels or something, you know, they're kind of romantic comedy, and you just think, oh, I would never like that. And the, I've read some brilliant hilarious romantic comedy books just because I thought, oh, that's an interesting genre. That's uh, uh, something I could possibly write, a style I could possibly write in. Well, I I can't, but I really enjoyed reading the books along the way. So, you know, win. It's a win for me regardless. Yeah, And I think bringing one genre into
1: another is really important. I'm just reminded of, and I've just found it on the internet. um, uh, In 2012... Um, there was a tweet called okay, from Letters of Note, and at this where did the rounds Teller from Penn and Teller responding to an an, inspire, um, an aspiring magician with advice, and there's a nice letter where basically this person writes them just going, oh my goodness, you're doing exactly the kind of magic that I um, that I wanted to do, and now I can't do it, and I don't know what to do, and all that kind of stuff. So he kind of reached out to him, and then Teller's response was interesting because he sort of says the bit that struck out to me here have heroes outside of magic mine are hitchcock poe sophocles shakespeare and bach you're welcome to borrow them but you must learn to love them yourself for your own reasons and then they'll push you in the right direction um here's a compositional secret it's obvious and simple um one of the most wonderful things in all theatrical compositions and yet magic's magicians know nothing of it ready surprise me that's it Place two and two right in front of my nose and make me think I'm seeing five, then reveal the truth, four and surprise me. So he's sort of talking about the concept of magic, but um, yeah, so this is the other bit that made me jump. Love something besides magic in the arts, get inspired by a particular poet, blah, blah, blah. You'll never be the first so-and-so of magic if you want to be Penn and Teller, but if you want to be say the Salvador Dali of magic, well, there's an opening. (laughs) <laughs> so the idea that if you're really influenced by one thing, how would, if Salvador Dali were a magician, how, what would it look like? It's like ah, okay, well that's... Yeah.
0: Just but give you don't me your get watch that. here and yeah. um, I'll get this Bunsen burner and put it on the, <laughs> yeah. melt it over the uh, Bunsen burner.
1: And I we think. do get those scripts which are what I call sort of sitcom fan fiction. So mm. we read scripts by people who clearly love sitcoms and they were brought up with them and they've, and they've written one that's exactly like the sort of sitcoms you used to get in the 70s and 80s and so but it's it's not it's it's entirely derivative of the genre and doesn't really have any new angle or anything new to say and so in a way it, it's you know you just want those other influences that you can bring to your comedy writing i think that's a really good thing but anyway if you if you google pen and teller advice letter uh then you'll you'll hit that pretty quickly. that's great
0: advice mm. yeah. yeah yeah aristotle he's my man yeah, there we go. He's just he's
1: yeah. just sounding clever now, um, yeah. <laughs> you know. And if you want me to say Jesus, I will. Okay, there we go.
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: um, why don't we talk a bit about um, your comedy calendar? So that's the three things you should be doing all the time. In fact, we've yeah. now upped that to six. Yeah. Comedy um, calendars. Tell us about that.
0: Well, I've realised now that actually um, it's possibly uh, the, the the first thing is possibly too late, but they do hold these conferences annually now. That the BBC comedy department has kind of got its act together and they've managed to separate themselves out but there's a conference coming up very soon uh the bbc comedy conference um and they're they're free to go to but i think you can kind of get along there but i I guess we're looking at the next year one now but there there really are if you can't actually go to the conference you um i think they do kind of record some of the sessions but Mm -hmm. um it's a really good thing for future reference, if the BBC are holding a comedy conference A, they're, they'll be holding it somewhere outside London so they, they, they're they kind of making an effort to, to go all over the country uh, which is a good thing and um, so they're looking for people who aren't, they're not just looking for people in London, but uh, B, it's free and then C, it's also, it's uh, having just come away from that uh, BCG yeah. conference last month it really is, especially post COVID. You know, meeting people, knowing there are people out there in the same world as you, and yes, they are your competition as well. But they are they're also your your comrades. You know, and and when we when we work with our competition as well as in competition with them, the whole we we sort of raise the the the, the whole level gets raised. I think, and people. Yeah. People get better when they're competing with each other. Uh, I think of um, the Beatles and the Beach Boys being the the classic yeah. example um, through the sort of late sixties of uh, Brian Wilson and Paul McCartney vying with each other to write the best pop song in the late sixties, um, yeah. and Paul winning hands down. Yay, go Britain! Um, yeah. But that's um, that's just my opinion. There's um, lots of other people as well. But anyway, that's It, it is good to. Uh, to, to be around your peers and and it is a it is can feel you feel very isolated a lot we all we all go through these phases of thinking what the hell and especially if you're writing on your own and you're trying to write jokes and you write a joke and you look at it and you go yeah that's funny isn't it is it funny i think it's funny yeah maybe is it mm, i'm not sure if it's funny or not at least, if you're writing with another person, and they go ha ha ha. You can go okay. Well, I have made one person laugh, so uh, th- that much I know. But but it is good to meet other people. So mm. I'm guessing that that um, the the moment for that BBC conference has gone. But well,
1: it's Edinburgh, yeah, it's, it's it's the day of release yeah. is the middle day. So uh, I hope you're having a really nice time at the BBC Comedy <laughs> Festival in Cardiff. Okay, there was one last year in Newcastle, and so. Who knows? Like the castle in Krull, which disappears one day and reappears somewhere else the next day, therefore making it very difficult to attack. Um, mm. The BBC Comedy Festival, I'm sure, will materialise somewhere else next year. Yeah. For my money, they, they don't have to leave it late to tell you. And so mm. therefore, if you've got stuff going on, the idea that it's like, oh, yeah, it's next month. It's three days. Come to Cardiff. See you there. I've also I'm just never clear on who it's for and how to get tickets. I've just been clicking around now and just like... I I don't know how I'd get there. So um but the point is if you really want to get there, you
0: can probably get in yeah. somehow or other. I think so, that's that's true, yeah. yeah. I think 'cause because the Newcastle one, that's that's in- interesting. That's partly why I'm s I am I realise this one has snuck up on me. Newcastle mm-hmm. one was a big fanfare and it was the first one. Uh, with the comedy department, with knowing what they're kind of asking people to write and stuff like that. And they did make a real effort to get people to go to that. It sounds maybe this is more like a kind of uh, in-house thing, but I I do know people who are going to it. And I I know in sort of February and March, they were talking about encouraging people to come along to it. So... um, but hopefully there will be another one well there will be another one next year i'm going to put money on leeds that's my if there's a switch. Okay. yeah um so but let's we we anyway we're not that far away from um the edinburgh fringe august and again we always talk about you know should i go to edinburgh or or not uh, again we won't go into like huge detail here but if you can find a way of getting there if you can find a friend of a friend or a friend of a relative of a friend who has a floor that you can yeah. borrow for two nights or three nights in edinburgh just go up there soak it all up so, see as much comedy as you can and just get a sense of what what people are doing out there because it really is just a, a, an education i think for uh what what to be doing comedy wise if you're mm. if you want to get on in the business i think you've got anything more to add about edinburgh james um
1: no i mean it is worth going because it is still a really big deal as far as comedy is concerned and it it is still i mean you know, there are lots of frustrations with it and it isn't what it used to be in some ways but it's also uh yeah i don't know it's just like you won't know unless you go and have a look and so i really would um i really would plan to go there find someone to stay with uh, because it, you you can't book hotels and stuff and somehow these the Edinburgh council or the Scottish government have made have made it even worse and even more complicated um because of re- rentals on student flats and stuff like that so um but it is worth going and although it isn't what it was because of youtube as we've sort of hinted before it's just changed the nature of it. And I think you just can't beat the fact that there's a genuine audience watching stuff who are just there to try things and to, you know, give give your thing a go. And you just don't know who these people are. And if, if, mm. if you're struggling to get out and make comedy friends, make friends in the comedy world, that is probably time well spent. And you just don't know who you'll end up talking to. I can remember mm. um, standing next to some fairly listless um, guy giving out flyers uh, for his guitar based show and he was from New Zealand uh, and yeah. he was half of the Flight of the Concords. Yeah. and we we didn't become friends unfortunately <laughs> um, but I guess we could have been but you will make friends with people who you know through that I got to know you know Marcus Brigstock and people like that who were same sort of age and stage it in terms of doing student comedy and those sorts of things and what do you know Marcus was uh, in my first sitcom for Radio Four, I think the unthinkable, and um, so these comedy alliances and f- friendships yeah. do do build. Um, so, and that's uh, why it's worth going.
0: Yeah, Julia McKenzie, the uh, head of comedy uh, uh, radio uh, comedy, she mentioned at the uh, BCG conference the thing that we have said a few times. You know, if it, get to know the up and coming comedians, get to know new comedians. If you like them, and if you think you can write material that they would like just get to know them don't don't you know don't don't force yourself don't stalk them or whatever but but try and build professional relationships this is part part of the networking thing and like you say you know it could be it it could be Marcus Brigstock in your case um in my case the people I got to know were people like um Phil Clark who went on to the head of comedy at Objective and then uh, Channel 4 so you know these were all these were people like phil clark were you know kind of handing out those flyers just like i was Mm. doing those crappy shows in front of five people at three o'clock in the afternoon um so you know that's that's where those people start as well so it's not just uh performers you might meet and you might meet producers who who like what you do so that's um definitely worth it is worth just spending time there and and soaking up the atmosphere and there yep. are shows. There's always a show. The BBC will have a show, or you know somebody will be putting on a show at the Pleasance where there's like ten comedians doing five minutes or something. You, you can always find uh, cheap or free shows or pay what pay what you can shows and things. So yeah. you don't have to break the the, the bank uh, for for tickets for things as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's, I I still think that's worth going to. There's also that other comedy festival now that used to be called the Secret Comedy Festival uh, that happens in Wales. Um, uh, But I I don't remember uh, what it's called. It begins in
0: M or something is it something mm. like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes i'm um, sorry apologies um, to all uh welsh speakers and welsh yeah. listeners at my uh yeah. mangling of a, a welsh word. it's mm. a why is you is why is like about the, the u vowel in welsh yeah. i remember that from my uh living in wales days um yeah. but i'm not gonna try to say that word again uh because yeah. uh you know it's just not worth the millions of letters of complaints that we will get oh inevitably yeah <laughs> yeah so, so um and what so what happens next september september it's back to it's topical season again and it is now possible to uh set your set your writing calendar by the uh, topical comedy uh shows, I think, and mm. talked about that earlier, about getting stuff on DMs are open, but there will be there will be in September, there'll be a new series of Breaking the News, there'll almost certainly be a, a new series of The Skewer sometime between September and December, there'll be like a seven or eight week run, there'll probably be a, a DMs are open as well in that time, although that's no longer a topical show, but it is a, an open door show, so there, there, there'll be lots of uh, things on the British Comedy Guide, there will be kind of things, how to write jokes for uh, specifically for these shows how to submit things for them and you know, lots of really good advice, there'll be stuff out there so, so it is worth if it's worth thinking now what we were saying about you know, kind of clear, clear a six week timetable and just say okay, I'm going to dedicate from mid-September to the end of October, I'm going to try and write for Breaking the News for six weeks. And, you know, just sort of kind of start thinking about it and start maybe planning so that you can have the time to write uh, for those shows when, when those times come. Skewer you, tends to be over the weekend you have to do the work. Breaking the News is sort of Tuesday and Wednesday mostly, so just bear that in mind. Yeah. Um, but, you ne- but you need to yeah. kind of
1: have this time ahead and to know ahead of time that you're going to be busy a day a week doing this or that if you're serious about going in via this route and so you know we're all busy we've all got stuff to do Mm. uh so it's just worth having that plan it so that you've got that sort of capacity when the when the opportunity comes along so so yeah. that's why it is worth worth knowing about all these things and sort of thinking. Well, this time I'm going to try this show, and I'm just going to do that. Or yeah. this September, I'm going to go hell for leather for all of them because I'm going to be reading the papers anyway. So here we go, yeah. um, and then I'll, well, you know, I'll get a load of work done in August, and I'll catch up in October so that I can make the most of this one month or whatever it is. However yeah. you decide to plan it, but well, there is an element of you. You can predict some of this.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that successful people always say, and it, re- it really annoys me when I hear this, because, you know, mm. you say, what's the hardest thing uh, that you find in your career? It's a, right. The hardest thing is learning when to say no. And mm. I sort of think, God, I wish I was getting enough work that I could learn to say no. Um, but it, it is A useful thing and it is to to think like a professional person if you just say okay I'm devoting September and October to breaking the news um, and then somebody says oh look here's a shiny uh, competition coming up but if you have decided already no I'm just going to concentrate on this and actually even within that I would recommend that it's very very hard unless you've got a ton of time unless you are full time writing it's very hard to write for breaking the news and the skewer simultaneously even though the the deadlines are different and the shows are different yeah. it's just having the the kind of brain space to yeah. to to just be writing non-stop yes, topical yeah. it's And of there's so
1: there's such different voices and genres you yeah. almost
0: like need a separate login to your yeah. head don't you in order whereas, to make that whereas make if, that if you're work. saying i've got two days this is a two days this is taking up my two days of writing a week doing that and then i've got space to kind of not, not be thinking about other stuff, and then another couple of days of reading the papers and getting back mm. into the swing of it, and then the two days solid of writing. So, uh, so it's yeah. definitely worth saying no to other to other shiny possibilities and things. Yeah. If that's the thing I think you this want to
1: do. this saying no business. Let's just dig into it slightly more though, because let's let's be. I'm going to be the, the tough tough love person mm-hmm. here. You are saying yes to other things because you are doing something all the time even if you're just watching three hours of Netflix a day. So yeah. if, you've, if you're if you watching three hours of Netflix a day, you've decided to do that. Now, you could decide to spend an hour write, watching Netflix a day and two hours writing, or an hour thinking of big ideas and an hour improving your craft. You could, you, you know, it may be that you go um, off on cycling weekends and that every every other weekend you go off for two and a half days to do cycling and you're frustrated that you're not getting anywhere in your comedy career. Well, okay, you could stop cycling for a bit um, and do that. So it may be that, you know, we think of turning down writing opportunities. Well, that, that, that may be a nice problem to have, but most of us don't have that problem. But you, you are making decisions. Now, some of them are excellent decisions. Like, should I spend more time with my kids? Answer, yes. Yes, you should. Okay, I'm not even gonna caveat that. Yes, you should, you will, you will not go to your grave thinking, I wish I'd spent less time with my kids. <laughs> that never happens, even if your kids are the worst. Uh, and some of them might be, frankly. But, um, but I think you just need to be careful about what time, what I spend doing this, I'm now not doing something else. Um, but, no. um, but yeah, so I think, you know, cause time is a zero sum game. And we will come back to that uh, shortly. Yes. But let's just round off the year because yeah. um, December is a big deadline, isn't it, for the BBC Writers' Room?
0: Yeah, and it is... I mean, we concentrate and we talk about it being a, the uh, comedy-drama. And, again, we have been around the houses many times on what is comedy-drama, well, it's the same as sitcom, or does it? Is it a real thing, is it not? They are asking for that. But they aren't just asking for comedy-drama. They're They're asking for writers really and they're not they're not asking for scripts that they're going to try and make because they also they mention animation they say if you've written a play you can send us a play uh if you've got an idea for a radio show send us that they're basically saying send us anything that isn't what is being defined now as sitcom family sitcom broad sitcom Mm -hmm. uh young adult sitcom the kind of thing now that the BBC comedy department is totally concentrating on making. Hmm. So, I, and, you know, comedy drama is, it sort of is sitcom. The, 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 my favourite word now that I've been, that I've borrowed from um, Daniel Peake, who, uh, a friend of the show, of course, mm-hmm. and great writer, not going yep. out, Code 4 or 4, when he was talking about uh, plotting at the conference and he, he said, he used the word reset, Which is the perfect word for sitcom? He says, "You know, at the end of every episode of the sitcom, you reset. You're back. Mm. You're back where you were. And comedy drama, you kind of reset most of it, but you've got you've got one strand of narrative that is going to kind of move the thing slightly forward. Yeah, but it's still kind of sitcom. But you know, again, it's bearing in mind that the deadline is usually uh, the end of December, of sort of Early December, I think. Um, it sort of chops and changes, but they, they let you know normally by about September when the deadline's going to be. So you've got three months from when they tell you the deadline, yeah. but you've got now to start yeah. thinking about, do I want to dry, yeah. write a comedy drama? Or maybe I want to write an animation or a play. So, you know, yeah. And and this I'm... is about the... Mm-hmm. Where you kind of find your find your voice, find your whatever your voice is, yeah. and this comes back to the things you should be doing writing to get better, and that's that's where you. Well, find you're, your you're voice.
1: writing, yeah, you're writing to get better, so that you're writing to submit to the BBC mm. Writers Room because that is a career accelerator, uh, so that is well worth doing, or. I suspect BBC comedy will do again what they did last year or either they might wait another year before doing it. They had their own BBC writers room thing whereby they were accepting scripts, sitcom scripts. and um, So you just want to make sure you're ready for that so that when it comes out, um, it probably will be um, either later this year or next year, but... There will be one sooner or later, and there's the bafta um one as well, which is, isn't a comedy one this year, but probably will be again next yeah, year.
0: that's every two years, so that's, yeah. that, that's next July, yeah. I think, that would be. So you've got, and you will have yeah. early 2024 would be the starting yeah. point for that, I think.
1: Yeah. And so there's no point in waiting for that to be announced, because by the time it's announced, you've already left it too late, um, especially yeah. if you're trying to learn the basics and the nuts and bolts uh, of sitcom. Um, and so... I'm just going to mention the fact that my uh, writing course is still available i don't bang on about it very much but it is there and you can do it in your own time so it's a uh, it's called writing your sitcom and it's just it just it's completely beginning to end stuff uh lots of videos 11 lessons that go from basic idea to executing the script um and and loads of other bonus videos and stuff besides, so there's a lot of material there to work your way through and if you suddenly decide to use it as a quick cheat catch up onto how to write a sitcom script, that won't suit you it's not it's no good for that, but what you can do is start doing it now so that when you do need a half hour script um you've sort of got the the skills there to do it um and you've already been through it once uh with my course so uh that's uh, I'll put a the link to the show notes, but if you just google sitcomgeek.blogspot.com which is where my uh blog currently is uh there'll be a link there to to the course um but yeah uh, so so do do make use of that and dave's got other things as well haven't you dave
0: yeah well i'll be running a course i i, I do run a course about sort of creating a comedy drama which i'll be mm. running kind of around that time uh october or mm. or thereabouts october november and um you can read about that on my website, davecohen.org.uk, um, and sign up for your mailing list would be something to do, wouldn't well, it? Well, yes, yes, that's all. How do you there. do that? Uh, just go to that the the yeah. front page of davecohen.org.uk. You sign right. up, and um, at the moment there's a there's actually a little like a a, a a potted version of that kind of how do you how do you start from how do you get from I've got an idea to mm. I'm writing a script, but actually I'm going to be putting something more general in that place uh by yeah. in June I think but um that yeah. build a script uh yeah. it's going to be available for free yeah from June so cool um, I'll
1: yeah be- and so if you're on that list you probably will have already got um the big announcement that we're making on this podcast is that fair dave have they no, That is have been fair told? to say well
0: we've been talking about long term uh planning here yeah. pl- planning your calendar and um, that's something I think you and I have got much better at long-term planning. I think over the over the years of doing this, And we've been seven we, years, very, it's
1: almost exactly seven years. Is it? I thought it was eight years. Actually. I oh, I don't know. Oh no, you're right. It is eight years. It is eight years. Yeah. So yeah, yeah.
0: the, the eight-year itch, I think it's fair to say. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. This yeah. is episode two hundred and nineteen of sitcom geeks, so we've just just out of the blocks and we have uh yes, we have decided that episode two hundred and twenty two, which is a fantastic cricket number for Double uh, Nelson both of us there. Is going to be the last ever episode of Sitcom Geeks. And uh Shock. I can hear yes. listeners
1: shocked just going, Wow, I had no idea that uh, they were that they'd done so many and there really was no need. But yeah, so it, and that goes back to the zero sum game of time. And it's like, we've had an amazing time doing this podcast. We've had loads of listener feedback and we've been part of this community and the patrons and all that kind of stuff. But it just feels like that time spent doing that is now not spent doing other things. And there are other things that we would like uh, to do. I would like to spend more time writing sitcoms rather than talking about (laughs) them. And, um, actually in some ways the last seven eight years has been really invigorating so that i can fully get back on the horse and get back out there um and do that so so that's why we're calling time on episode 222 which will be very close i think it will be early july that will be the eighth anniversary of when we started in 2015 oh,
0: right. oh fantastic yeah because yeah. i mean i also i did think about this i've been I I, I I have been thinking about this a little bit and certainly the last two years when i've been back in the game of trying to get yeah. sitcoms made and just being being aware that i haven't actually been in the sitcom world for about five years now since mm. my my last uh kind of work writing sitcom and i've much that I feel that you know the the advice we give is is the same and it's evergreen and things. But um, mm. the the areas that I have been writing in now, I sort of starting to feel a little bit of a fraud to be a co-host of a show that's called Sitcom Geeks, even though we often talk about stuff other than sitcoms. But I mean that's yeah. that is our love and our passion and mm. writing for it. And um, you know, it's maybe it's time for somebody who is actually writing sitcoms for a living uh, to, be, to be talking about the process more. Um, well, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, I,
1: I don't know. I, I see it differently because I think you're being very modest, but actually it's just unrealistic to say I just want to be a sitcom writer and I don't want to write anything else. I think back in the 70s and 80s when there were lots of sitcoms on and there was, was not that much competition either, most mm. sitcoms were written by about 15 people. Um, so it was, yeah. a, it was a fairly fairly small world. But Mm -hmm. now you kind of to get in, but also to keep going, you have to have lots of strings to your bow. And that's that's just the way it is, really. And so you're writing um, uh, you're writing novels as well. And, you know, you've obviously written a lot of songs for horrible histories. And there are other things that might come of that, too. I've been doing some more murder mysteries as well and other longer form stuff and doing live work as well. Sort of I did a show called Water Into Wine. Um, which you can find out more about. If you're interested in me talking about why Jesus turned water into wine, uh, go to jamescary.co.uk and you'll find a link there, Carry spelled C-A-R-Y. And um, that's that, like a, it's what I call stand-up theology. And it's like a comedy special, a stand-up theology special, where it's me for 75 minutes um, doing Bible comedy, which is, you know, uh, you know, not a surprise to some listeners because they know that uh, I, I wang on about that uh, a fair bit. But that's kind of what it looks like, really. Yeah. Imagine if Dave Gorman became a Christian <laughs> and did a show about the Gospel of John using PowerPoint. Th- that's kind of what the show would actually be. So if that is a, any yeah. interest to you, go I'm to lo- I'm, I'm,
0: can't wait to see it, actually, oh, OK, well, I'll send you a link, Dave. Yeah. I'll send you a link. But I think, yeah. um, I mean, one other thing that I do want to say is, and uh, we've, 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 talked this through and we've thought about it a lot we've been planning things and I am I am genuinely genuinely very sad to be no longer doing this I do really really enjoy it and mm. I think that's uh that's another thing is uh and we've both we've both probably been guilty of this in our careers that we have carried on uh doing shows where um the show is possibly past its uh sell by date but mm. to be to be no longer doing a show that has kind of that that's, we still enjoy doing. Yeah, I think, and uh, that we you know after eight years we we still uh, love it. You know, and yeah. and I think that's a that is always a, a good. It's always good to be able to sort of go out on that yeah. high really i think yeah.
1: so I, I i i am so we're we're declaring yeah. that this is a high on which we're going out <laughs> we self identify as people on a high well uh, you know and, it could yeah be, no no i agree yeah. i agree and i and i think we're only just beginning to reach the stage where it feels like we're starting to repeat ourselves a bit too much and actually in the last 200 episodes we've said a lot about technique and writing technical stuff about sitcom writing that um, that still stands. So go back and listen to the last 200. If you if you've just joined us, if this is your first episode, I'm sorry. Welcome. <laughs> uh, let yourself in. Make yourself yeah. at home. There are quite a lot of rooms for you to explore. Uh, you have the run of the house. Uh, enjoy. You will meet some strange people along the way. Um, there and um, but I think you'll find it quite invigorating. So the back catalogue I think is going to stay up for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can go back uh, and listen yeah. to all those all those ones.
0: Also, I'm probably going to be doing some uh, more kind of monthly webinar type things with the British Comedy Guide. So uh, yeah. you can still if you can't get enough of my dulcet tones and yeah. my umming and ahhing, then yeah. uh, then you can. Tune in to the British Comedy Guide. Yeah, probably from September. We'll see. We'll see what we'll happens. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be. Um, I still do another
1: podcast. Again, it's Jesus based, called Sitcom. Uh, called Cooper and Carey Have Words. Um, but also, I might do the odd sort of webinar or something like that, or even in-person teaching thing. If I'm on the other, if I'm on the other side of the country and I've got a day where I'm, I could do something like that. Then I might do that. So. Um, you know this isn't me never doing this sort of thing again but the, the fortnightly podcast is not something that that we're doing anymore um mm-hmm. in its current form so cool so we've got an interview for the next episode which should be fun and then we've got two more episodes after that where we'll kind of look back about what we've learned over the last eight years because an awful lot has changed in eight years an awful lot has stayed the same maybe we'll talk about some of our favorite interviews as well and what we've learned through those but there's there's lots of us to, lots of stuff to, to think about so I'm not going to suggest you join Patreon because there's not much point now. <laughs> um, but if you're still yeah. a member of Patreon, th- thank you very much. We will be switching that off um, in June. So July will be... Due course. Uh, in due yeah. course, yes. So, yeah. so we won't be... Um, uh, delving into your pockets uh, for money after that. Um, but what we do with all that Patreon archive, I don't know. If you still yeah. want access to it, I guess we'll have to figure out a way. But thank you, that.
0: thank you to the Patreons as well, because you yeah. you kind of uh, made made it possible for us to keep going, really. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. that's, that's been uh, brilliant, really. Cool. As well.
1: Yeah. So we'll yeah we'll have words with our Patreons as well. I think we have got one more. Um, uh, workshop webinar thing, I think, which all patrons can be invited to. So, yeah. so there's that cool. Well, I think in a way with we, we are practicing what we preach. We are mm. saying you do need to be planning your comedy calendar. You do need to be working out how you spend your time. And so, you know, unfortunately, that means we probably can't do this anymore. Um, but uh, but but there we go. Uh, fly my pretties, um, <laughs> you know, flee yeah. the
0: nest. You're ready to go. You are ready. Um, yeah. You're always ready. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh, as Kurt Vonnegut uh, says about writing, you sort of just um, jump off the clip and trust that wings will be, uh, that the wings wow. will just uh, come, you know. Wow. That's terrible <laughs> advice. But anyway. It is, um, really, it is isn't it? it I, thought, I think it he said it better than I did uh, there. that's that's
1: possible. I know you're a Kurt yeah, Vonnegut yeah. fan. Anyway, we're done for now. We'll be back in two weeks' time, but right, thanks very, very much for listening. Cheerio. Bye-bye. <laughs>